Hotel Boys? Hotel Boys. Hotel Boys After Dark? Hotel Boys After Dark. Season finale? Series finale? Question mark? Question mark? Will we get renewed? Will we get renewed? That's a question for Money Man Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Go for Pete. Go for Josh Pitt. And... This is... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Re- rewind. You, um, you said your name wrong. And this is you, the been, day you... three. This is our final... Go for Peditor. Don't say stuff like that. Um, <laughs> just because they messed my name up... Pete's name I, was butchered. I was... I was... I a food truck today. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and granted... I, people get upset when their names are mispronounced, so, for, exa- yeah, yeah. for example, my, in, my last name, which I'm not gonna dox myself, obviously, um, although I follow, the, the, I follow the Twitter account on yeah. my public account, so, you can find it, but, um, there's a whole Facebook group of people all over the country with my last name that get upset when their name, when our name is mispronounced, and my name is, I mean, you can take it one of two ways, but... Typically, you'd take it the way that's pronounced, but in, Peter, yeah. Peter, okay? And again, it's a big world, but in in Anaheim, California, in 2022, Peter is yeah pretty straightforward. But they were like, oh, there's the Peditor. <laughs> With a D, Peditor. Yeah. Because let me tell you, I was going to ask you, we took a lot of cool pictures over the course of celebration, and I was thinking, like maybe towards the end of the episode, of asking you what your favorite picture we took was, or like trying to, you know, best celebration memories. But I'm thinking about it now, and I'm really hard pressed to come up with a better memory than celebration of you showing the receipt and saying "better," and then they're working on your food. You go, your food. It takes them a minute, and then I'm looking at the truck. And I see the two women in the truck pull up a receipt, and they start squinting at the receipt. And they both are looking at it, trying to be like, what the heck? And then one of them finally goes, Ped? Mm-hmm. Whoo, boy. Yeah, I, um... Well, it's also... And th- my mom listened to this pod, number one, Po' Boy. Yeah. Um, I think I used to do... And... Enough. I <laughs> think I used to do in high school is I would use the... I would order the pizza for the family, and they'd ask for a name, and I would give them any name that wasn't my own. So I would say, um, for one pizza place that's a mile away, um, on the account to this day is still Matt Murdock. Nice. And nice. Um, I just friend tr- of the show. I just try to push it as much as I can before somebody's like stop. So let it be karma. But, um, yeah, this is, this is day three, um, Josh Pitt and the Peditor yep. are, um... <laughs> That's good, I can No, it is not! We're, no, 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 like no, no, being, no. I like being the Josh Pitt, but, you know, Josh, Josh Pitt and the Peditor. Peditor and the Josh Pitt. Josh Pitt and the Peditor. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, so... We'll workshop it. We're hey, not... tweet at us. Hashtag Josh Pitt and the Peditor. I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear to you, listener, if you do that, I will, I will go on your timeline and I will comment some stuff. Sorry, sorry. I will engage uh, in whatever Twitter discourse you want. Obviously, say for one. Josh Pitt and the Peditor or 
competitor in the Josh pit. We're going to do a picture with Carl Weathers one day, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, um, what are your names? Oh, this is um, Josh Pitt, and uh, this is the Peditor. Right. And I'll be like, he'll he'll say BS. Um, but uh, we didn't and do it this time. And then pull out that receipt and be like, look at this. That's why you went back to the trash can. <laughs> That's correct. Um, so this is our final day. Yeah. And I was just talking to Josh earlier because that's all. <laughs> we, a lot of that going around. <laughs> A lot of... Uh, had a brief moment of respite where we had anyone to talk to other than each other. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> More on meeting our first fan that's not blood-related. <laughs> oh, goodness. What? No. I, I, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Friend. Friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I but, think calling someone a fan of Poe Boys is demeaning. What? No, it's not. Because also, I mean, Have people, you listened to this show? people are fans <laughs> of athletes. People are fans right. of um, Instagram influencers. We're just the next step in the evolution. Next evolution. And A next combination step, of yeah. athlete and influencer. Yeah, po' boys with Josh Pitt and the Peditor. Mm, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Peditor okay. And the Josh Pitt. That's the semantics that you're getting into. That's what I want the audience to decide. Tweet at us. I hashtag swear, if you tweet, if you listen, listeners, if you tweet, I will come after you. That is a promise. All right. Well, All right. Well, I'll email you. You'll email me. No, not <laughs> not you. If they email, if oh, oh if they oh, yeah, if they try, I I will go after our listeners. Now I'm not gonna say like this Pete, is Miss Pete's mom. What do you think? Let us know. All right. So. This is our last day. Um, we are going to, if you're listening to this episode, we're actually um, hashtag playing boys, um, moving from hotel. Um, oh, playing like, yeah. Yeah, yeah playing boys. <laughs> In more ways than one. We're, playing, we're a couple playing James. Um, compared to some of these awesome cosplayers and um, just people finding ways they complain about Star Wars, uh, we're very plain. But... Uh, we're we're gonna be on planes heading back to our respective um, pits and stops, and so we are wrapping up Saturday of Star Wars Celebration twenty twenty two Anaheim, um, and we're I mean it's been a jam packed day because we did some stuff. Yeah, we certainly did more. Some stu- of us did more than others. Um, some of us did more than others. Um, some of us are gonna have a lot more. Uh, content to uh, throw out there but let's get into why don't we f- backload the main event so that if there's like a spoiler because i'd hate for some oh, people yeah, i'd hate for people yeah, to not yeah. get the rest of our content and if i mean a few people are going to want to know about the ahsoka trailer right, a right, few right, people right. are going to want about the mando plus trailer but not i mean if you're listening to this pod why yeah, if you're getting this, if who this is, are you? If this is news to you from this. Send us an email. You're either Mama Peditor or you're All right. a weirdo. Do not, do not say Mama Peditor again. I right? said it once. No, don't say it again. All right. Don't think about it. So, uh, poboyspodcast at gmail.com. So we're gonna talk <laughs> about. Um, I I did the Mando Plus panel, but we'll right. we'll end that. We'll end with that. Yeah, we'll kind of. Um, split screen it and and so instead of following 
Pete's morning, competitor's morning, we'll follow Josh Pitt's morning, which is I dropped you off at this panel after, you know, a theme of my discourse. Now, now let's let's also, this isn't a, not that you, the listener, need this extra level of description, but he didn't drop me off the way of, like, dropping, driving the car. He literally did the, like... <laughs> Walking and walking the child. I gave so. you your lunchbox. <laughs> he, he walked me to the entrance and was like, "All right, see you later." Um, but so, Josh, your morning, uh, my morning started in the lion, right? Um, and I had the Mando Plus panel right. that was at eleven o'clock. Right. We. Oh, but before that, back at our hotel, I tried the light speed again, and we tried on on the website to get into the Mandalorian experience. And the Lightning Lane reservations for whatever those entail. And I'm thinking, well, you know, Pete's got this great Mando Plus panel. Surely something for old Joshy. <laughs> and we both are on our phones. And then 8.30 comes and goes. I am stuck in a line. Within 30 seconds, Pete goes, oh, I got in. <laughs> not, not just that, too. Because I was on my computer, mm-hmm. right? So you could see the queue for my computer yeah. if you were looking. And I was like... Well, I got a phone too, so let's let's see if the old phone works. And you know, you're looking at the queue, and then I'm like, "This is new," and I just I just panic picked one. Um, but yeah, I have the best luck of all time. If you would like to um, get Powerball numbers, right. Podcast at gmail.com. But I will expect some of the earnings to go to a charity of your choice. Because I don't want to dictate your life. But, yeah, so I waited in line. Um, the lottery system was in place. I was fortunate enough to get that. We, I think I think that I screwed up with the group code or maybe, I, I don't know. The group stuff um, didn't end up working. But um, I got there an hour and a half early. Yeah. Uh, waited through all those lines and stuff. But Whereas- some people got their... We got there at six, yeah. which is just. And they had to have a reservation to be there. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe some people did the standby, showed up at six, but you wouldn't have been in the standby line. Yeah, I wasn't in the standby line. Crazy. Yeah, it was just. Um, I mean, I guess it was all those mm-hmm. celebration people from the two thousands twenty tens that camped. Yeah. Like this is the closest that you would have had to get to camping. Yeah, um, like I said, I mean, we are talking about it. it. might just be that for some people that's part of the experience and they just enjoy doing that. Yeah, and this will probably be the last that I speak about it because it was the last time that it noticeably irked me, but good Lord, people with these masks. Um, oh, taking them off? Yeah. Oh, my God. We were in line for the Mandalorian experience. There's a gentleman in the line <laughs> laying on the ground had his face mask pulled up over his eyes. Right. Like a sleeve mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even care, man. They don't even care what these Well, masks. so the um, you never really walked around and did the second floor of the, like, different stages that are run right. by the fans. Mm-hmm. But those people enforced it pretty, pretty well. Yeah, they were like, Good. as they were walking, they were like, mask up, mask up, mask up. And then when we were walking to the um, celebration stage... Every every tendent was like mask up, mask up, mask right. up. So there was that. It's just you know, as soon as um, Big Brother and little and Big Sister 
are uh, not there to tell you to mask up, yeah. they just immediately pull it off. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. It, it is, um, it is what it is. So when I get that test, um, I'm either going to <laughs> have my luck continue or I'm going to, um, rage on the Twitter account. I hope we swap luck. So yeah, your your morning consisted of lines. My morning consisted of avoiding lines at all costs because as has been a running theme with these last few episodes of Celebration episodes, um, I've had an increasing distaste for being made to feel a pig. I do not want to be any more corrals. So I dropped Pete off, I gave him his lunchbox, and then I um, literally wandered the streets of Anaheim listening to new Kendrick Lamar aimlessly. Because I walked by one breakfast place and the line was too long. And I was like, well, I'll just keep walking this way and see if I find something. And I didn't. So I wandered around for a while. I got breakfast. I popped in around 11. No line. It was beautiful. And then I went to the spot where, like, Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni are interviewing people. I keep forgetting what it's called. We keep saying the celebration stage, but that's not it. You know, the little talk show stage. And I was it was like 1130 or it's getting to be 11.30, and I thought your panel started at 11.30, so I'm standing there thinking, oh, well, perhaps they will live stream the parts of it. Like, they'll probably cut up for trailers, and they won't show any of the footage, but perhaps they'll stream it to this big screen here. And then I'm like, well, any minute now, any minute. And then I look at my phone, and I realize your panel started half an hour prior, and they definitely weren't going to do it. And I had nothing to do, so I just sat against the wall and ended up going switching between twitter and this reporter's uh live blog of the panel and just reading about the panel when anyone saw fit to tweet about it very exciting for me very exciting for me yeah so i let's talk we'll talk about the trailers and the spoiler part at the tail end sure but let me talk about um the panel itself so Ashley Crossan was the moderator who... You, I, I'm not familiar with her. Um, I mean, she has a pretty good presence on Twitter. Okay. I, she's, she's like one of those um, corral of reporters that when there's like an Avengers movie, she's one of the 20 people that gets to interview hmm. celebrities. So she's she's attached with some media outlets. Okay. What, what that media outlet is, I'm unfamiliar. Um, but... The stage, I don't know if you saw, I think you saw a picture of it, had like 17 people. 13 chairs, I think. 13 chairs, just a a large amount of them. So it started off with um, Johnny F and Big Dave, um, and they did their whole spiel. No spoilers. I hate spoiling stuff. Oh, spoilers. Um, and then John Favreau basically confirmed, which I didn't know was a big deal, that he plans to do Star Wars for a long, long time, so there's no other projects that he's moving. Like, it seems like he's kind of sticking with Star Wars for a while, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense for somebody at his level. They move around a lot, um, so he's he's um, going there. Then we see Pedro Pascal. One thing I didn't talk to you about, and I don't know if you got to that part with Pedro Pascal... But um, he was talking about um, little Yanni being the closest he's come to being a dad. And he's like, I don't have children, oh, okay. so this is new for me. Now, I don't know what other roles he's had other than Game of Thrones, Narcos, Kingsman. So 
I can't really place a movie where he's been a dad. Um, no. Maybe he maybe he hasn't, but he got into a bunch of a bunch of like father son issues and um, talked about that relation um, to him. Then um, we got to see the two um, stunt doubles, which make the trio. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Pedro Pascal isn't actually in a lot of the scenes. Like, he does the voice. Yeah, I read about that in Vanity Fair, because you and I have talked about, in, like, the Disney Gallery Plus stuff, being like, oh, how often is he even there? And it's seeming like maybe there's some subterfuge there or something, but the Vanity Fair article made it pretty clear that, like, part of the reason he even agreed to sign on was because, because of the nature of the character and not taking the helmet, he wouldn't always have to be there, and he would still be free to do other projects, and it wouldn't take over his entire life, because he could do VO for some of it. Voiceover, for those of you. Yeah, uh, for those not in the biz. Yeah, so so we got to see the two other members of the trio. Um, One was Brendan Wayne, who is the grandson of John Wayne. Of John Wayne. Yeah, of of John Wayne. Um, Bruce Wayne's son. Um, right, 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 right. Um, and he did this really, um, it was, it was, I, I didn't really know that much about him. Um, I've probably watched, I don't know, 10, 15 John Wayne movies over the course of my life. Um, cause my dad is into Westerns. Couldn't tell you any of their names, but. Yeah, me and your dad talk about Westerns sometimes. And, um, Josh we kind of, like jo- Josh alludes to the good old days and then. My dad and I have a uncomfortable look that we share when uh, Josh oh, continues to brother. talk about that. But um, he had this really um, great message of this is kind of the modern day cowboy movies um, that so many people are so invested in. And he was like, I think about that every day when I'm filming and how important this is to all of you, which makes it important to me. And uh, just had this really heartfelt message because um, I think he looks at it as like this is the John Wayne films of this era. Um, yeah, that, that really speaks to us on a on a skeletal level. I mean, bone deep because you know, Poe Boys. We understand how important Poe Boys is to all of you, and we reflect that exact amount of importance. Um, to our performances and our and our, our work towards this podcast. You know, all the all of the interest and love and passion that the world is putting into Poe Boys, we are we have put back into it. And I think you can tell. I mean I would say even maybe tenfold what, what we get we're putting into this and you can really tell. Yeah, and some people think that this is just exhibit A and B, I C, D right to when Josh murders me. But so we also um, got this I we me, only me, only for my eyes. Uh, the third member, um, Latif Crowder, who does the more action fight scenes, makes him look like a BA, um, a bad, a bad, bad man. And they've had some chemistry because they were on the Kingsman together. Mm-hmm. So he was his stunt double for the Kingsman. Um, and they kind of talk about that a little bit of sharing, um, some time and how the three of them were super amenable. Then we see um, the next three. Oh, we, again, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Uh, then we. Nope. <laughs> I. I'm my own person. Pete. Pete here. 
Pete's referring to each of his eyeballs. He does this weird thing. No, muscles. Go for Pete. Oh, you have two muscles? That's cool. Three. Enough, Josh. Stop. You started it. I'm trying. I'm going to murder you. This is my stuff. Okay, jeez. All right. So then. I just like how you are doing that because you don't know how to actually do the sound of that right. in GarageBand. Um, uh, well, you think ding I mean, dong, ding dong. Anyway. Three. Th- <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. No, you're I'm not. Done. I'm done. I, you're not I'm even done. close. Go ahead. I am done. So, there's three other people introduced. One, Carlos Esposito. Mm. Um... Carl Weathers, and then the actress who is the armorer, whose name Emily is... Es- Swall? Emily Swallow, yeah, whose name is escaping me right now, but I believe that's correct. Juan Carlos Esposito shares this great story about um, how uh, Dave, and primarily Dave, and a little bit of John John Favreau, um, have changed the way that he acts because they gave him some tips and some ideas of what his character was thinking, but gave him pretty much free will to go with whatever direction he wanted to go, which I guess in earlier roles for him, he probably didn't have the ability for that. Um, It's hard to think about that because Juan Carlos Esposito is such a huge actor now. Yeah. Um, You know, he was, he had that iconic role in um, Breaking Bad. He's been in a few other roles too. Do the right thing. Um, So, it's hard to kind of think about that of, you know, changing your perception of you as an actor. Um, but um, he had a really nice story about that. Emily Swall had a really nice story about how she is the exact opposite of the armorer. She has z- zero patience. Um, and then she tried to take credit for the this is the way. She says she came up with this is the way, mm. um, which was a nice little um, little joke that she had. And then Carl Weathers, um, he, he's said this in multiple interviews. Um, if I wasn't picked, I wouldn't be here. And he's like, thank you for picking me to be in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I owe everything to John. I owe everything to Dave. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Um, which I guess is true. But that's true for every actor. But he kind of is like, I wouldn't get, be able to direct if it weren't for these two picking me to be an actor in this so i guess since he wasn't in big roles he had i mean i i can't really think of the last role that he had been in in the last couple of years but also that's fair um i guess it is kind of seen as a resurgence of his career um and then you know certainly he um directed an episode of season two so um he did that then season one no just season two just just season two Then, um, Tamir Morrison, uh, came in and knocked, like, he started, he ran, he ran (laughs) that 13-person table, he ran, did, like, a Maury, um, like, uh, war dance, I forget what the the term is, and, uh, I mean, he, I mean, the dude was, he was throwing his tongue all over the place, (laughs) and screaming, and, um, Pedro Pascal, I don't know if they've, I don't know, they must have met, um, because he was, he was vibing it so hard he was like that was the greatest thing i've ever seen um tamir morrison makes this great comment about um how he is um 
in so many roles and he plays so many characters now. He yeah. had this comment about he was signing from Boba, from Django, from C- Commander Cody, from Captain Rex, from um, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, so he is. I mean, he's getting selected for stuff. There was, um, there's, you know, a lot of rumors out there that he might reprise Rex. Well, right, because he's never actually played Rex. Because you never hear Rex talk. Well, no, because Rex is never in live action. Oh, really? Yeah, Rex debuted in the Clone Wars movie. Okay. So, I mean, I there might be some Forces of Destiny or some other minor thing I'm forgetting, but yeah, mm-hmm. as far as I know, yeah, I don't which think... Which I think... And he uses likeness, obviously, but... Which, I guess, it would be very similar to Ahsoka, right? Like, Rosario Dawson's mm-hmm. Ahsoka is nowhere near... She's not Ashley Eckstein's voice. She doesn't throw her voice. Right. She just embodies the character. Yeah. And she's lived in. So Similar I, to, like, Alden Aaron Rankin's solo, I would say. Yeah. So, I would say... I mean, I would be... It wouldn't shock me if we see Rex. That's, that's what I'll say. That'd be really cool, man. Yeah. And with how many... I mean, with the um, stuff that we've seen, you know, I don't want to spoil Obi-Wan, but you might see Jameer Morrison in Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. So, very, very cool. No teasers. No, nothing for that. Um, I don't know if there's any, been any announcements of Book of Boba Season 2. No, because I was assuming that maybe they would address that. Mm-hmm. I mean, did they say anything about Book of Boba? Because, I mean, Rodriguez wasn't there. No, it was just, um, it was literally, um, he apologized for Ming-Na Wen not being there, right. and then you told me later that she has COVID. What? It's uh, I, that just showed up on one of the feeds I was browsing. Oh, okay. I assumed that was the case, but then you didn't seem to know that, so I'm like, oh, well, then where is that person getting that information? But also, like, he wouldn't say that she has COVID. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be super polite to just shout that out. Yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Be his I'm wondering if she posted that on social media or something. Yeah. So n- nothing um, new coming out from Book of Boba Fett. But did which, they even like? talk about it at all in terms of like we're so happy with this show or the first spin-off of the mantle like any kind of honestly his his dance might have taken up a big part of his segment um so i mean literally the the question was just you know how does it how does it feel reprising this and um he also spent time thanking like the crew and he like went um, not deep by like here's the name of this photographer here here's the name of this cameraman, mm-hmm. but he he like deeply wanted to thank everybody that was attached to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty much it from Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. Then um, they showed they introduced um, Katie Sackoff and Rick Famuyiwa. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Famuyiwa did episode two of season one, yep, the and then one. did the Frog Mom episode of season three. No, that was what? season two. That was Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. What episode of season two did he do? Because he did... He, he did two episodes in season one. He also did the episode... Oh, okay. He did episode two. Right. And then he did both of the Bill Burr episodes. In season two. So he made in Bill... season he, one and season two. The prison so, break one. So he made Bill Burr unlikable. name. He made Bill Burr unlikable. You mean likable? Uh, well, in the first, in the first episode, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Which was already... Status quo. Yeah. Uh, then people... So somebody... Um, they gave Bill Burr a huge shout-out. 
not the panel, oh. but there were I, there were so many Bill Burr stands in the audience. Like they were screaming for him because um, one drop his name and they also because one of the hype men like you know there's like oh. a DJ and stuff. They're like, "How good's Bill Burr?" And they're like, "Woo!" And I'm uh, like, "I like hey, Bill." He was great in that yeah. last episode that he was in. I mean, and he's got a black series figure coming out. Yeah, he'll. I mean, that's that right there is a Netflix Bill, special for him right there. Yeah, so Bill I mean. Um, but yeah, no, that was, I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the better episodes in season I was two. I just gonna say, yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that episode in a minute. I would, if I had to go back and listen to some episodes of Poe Voice for whatever reason, I would go back, I remember having a really good conversation about that episode and both of us kind of being floored that we enjoyed it as much as we did. And thinking about it now, I am craving watching that episode specifically. It was a really good one. Yeah, Rick is yeah. really good at that. So. And he had this nice little... Um, comment of um, John Favreau saw Dope and was like, that guy can do Star Wars. Dope uh, is one of his films. Yeah, do, well, Dope's like, I think his biggest film that he did, um, which is kind of like a coming of age. Um, Starring the young man who does the voice of Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse, I believe. Really? Okay, interesting. Um, Dope's really good. Yeah, I would, I would highly suggest... Um, if you haven't checked it out to see it. So he, he did that. He's going to be an EP for season three. I assume that he's directing an episode or two. And then Katie Sackhoff, um, just, just like I'm in star Wars, um, shared a story about how her dad like raised her watching sci-fi and then how just honored she is to have female leads, um, that people can look up to. Because she wanted to become Bruce Willis when she was a kid, because she didn't have a Bo-Katan, she didn't have a Ray, um, she had a Leia. Um, people were yelling Starbuck, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Not the time!" But <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> um, yeah, somebody yelled that too, and I didn't get that reference. So then the big reveal oh then the mandalorian season three trailer gets dropped right after that Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that at the end um then the other big panel uh, the other big thing is rosario dawson comes out yeah um which is crazy um they she wasn't there thursday or friday because they're recording right now why why do i say recording yeah in their business (laughs) um they're they're filming right now so this was her first time, first time um, with the fans, and um, her hair was, like, I guess short to reflect, like, you know, it's getting pushed back because mm. she's wearing... Um, Montrols. The Montrols. I was going to say Lekus. It's a nice, nice save. Um, and then, you know, she just talks about um, how she has been uh, trying to become Ahsoka for, like, a decade. Like somebody would ask her, what role do you want to do? What role do you want to do? And she would say, I want to play Ahsoka. I want to play Ahsoka, which is, I've, I've seen, I've heard that interview before of her saying that she's been, want to play Ahsoka live action, um, for years now. Um, then we get to see, I, I got to see a teaser. I cried during this teaser. They premiered the theme song to Ahsoka. Um, but people were screaming too much. So I don't think anybody listened to it because Josh, you read a tweet that when they introduced the actress that's going to play Sabine, mm-hmm. who is Natasha Liu Bordizo, 
Um, somebody was like, I couldn't tell you what her name is. Yeah, there's too many screams. They couldn't hear her, the actress's name over the screams. Yeah. Um, so she was introduced. She's been in... Um, she was in Crouching Tiger, the Netflix show. She's been in a few other things. I haven't seen anything specifically, but it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty um, long list of filmography of, of things that um, are things I've been aware of. I just haven't um, happened to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. So somebody that's um, you know looks the part of Sabine for sure because um, we kind of talked about um, are you going to get the Katie Sackoff treatment because you look like Katie Sackoff. And you have the voice, or are they going to make those changes? So they didn't do it for Tia Sakar. Um, not that she, you know, I don't think she's super upset or being public about that. I'm, I'm sure she's very gracious. Ashley Eckstein was super gracious to yeah, yeah. Rosaria Dawson taking over the reins um, for Ahsoka. So it's not something that um, I. It was. It was great. It was. It was. People were screaming. Um, I had goosebumps for the, both trailers, but we'll kind of get into that later. So why don't we move on to the rest of our day, um, which was basically spent just hitting the show floor, um, getting some pictures here and there. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, I, I took a little bit of notes. Well, of course, shortly after you got out of the panel, um, we received a communicate from from friend of the show and uh, inaugural emailee of the show, um, Sarah, over at uh, Friends of the Force. Friends of the Force, and we ended up uh, getting a meet up with her briefly. Got a very cool pin. Um, got to briefly feel um, like uh, minor um, people that anyone know, which is cool. Um, it helps that we were both wearing our Poe Boys shirts. Well, I, w- I w- we went to meet with her, and we were like, I messaged her like, hey, we're heading to this location mm-hmm. at Celebration. And she's like, all right, I'm already there. And you and I, I think we're um, talking at about something. Like, one of us had been irked by the, by the other. And then she just walks and is like, yeah, you were very easy to find. You're wearing Poe Boys shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wearing public shirts and arguing with each other. Uh, but that was cool. That was really cool to, to, you know, it's it's crazy to think. I mean, I always think it's just insane. Like, Pete and I only live two hours apart, but I think on the pod I mentioned, like, I don't know, it's kind of crazy that the next time we see each other we're going to be halfway across the country. And the idea of, you know, randomly being able to link up with, with people from all over the country or all over the world... Um, and just have like a brief chat about our very, very, for us, very, 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 very small corners of this this community is, is pretty wild. But that was pretty neat, and it, you know, it was it was cool to um, talk to someone else who knew what Poe Boys was other than our friends and your mom. And she can also attest that we are very big and we are very small, huge. And she was also like. And she can say this. Um, feel free to tweet or email podcast at gmail.com. Um, wow, those are huge, huge muscles. You guys are very, very swole. Um, so that was really cool to have somebody validate that for sure. Uh, but yeah, so 
Um, very, very nice. Um, Star- I mean, Star Wars fans are the best. And... Yeah. You should check out her podcast. <laughs> they don't need the help. Yeah, they, got, they had a panel and everything. <laughs> they had a panel... Uh, that went through some turmoil, but I I um, would bet that their coverage of Star Wars Celebration is going to be very extensive yeah. with some takes. And yeah, they're doing it up. Yeah, they they they, they, like do, is, uh, they definitely do it the right way. Um, a lot of times we rest on our laurels of I don't know. I like resting on my laurels though. <laughs> it seems like so much work to like really. I mean, all right, what we are doing seems like so much work i can't imagine even doing one more yeah i mean josh right now is he it's just it's just too it's just too hard for him to lean into the mic to talk (laughs) i don't have to well you keep being like let me shuffle the mic around uh, that's not even remotely how i sound it's like oh just keep some that's not even how i say all right it's me the predator oh i'm josh i'm josh All right, you got that's you gotta stop that. Don't egg me on. That's uh, not even my voice. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sarah, for meeting us. Yeah, Sarah, it was great. It was great to meet you. Um, yeah, that was very cool. That was really cool. Definitely a highlight of um, a highlight of celebration for us. Um, and then other than that, you know, it was also it's very nice that Sarah reached out to us because I think as we proved one of the other themes of today. We proved over and over again, we lack the um, healthy, I would say there's a there's room for healthy aggression where you just take like an active role in your own life. And we lack um, that sort of healthy initiative, we'll call it. The initiative required <laughs> to firmly ask a nice cosplayer to take a picture with us. Well, there's been multiple times <laughs> where we're like, let's get a picture. So like we... Yep. We we and we use oh. the, we use the term hunt, okay? We saw that there's a picture yep. of a, fr- yep. a frog mom, okay? The frog mom, frog from mom Mandalorian, season two. Mandalorian season two. We we wanted to go after with the fr- egg backpack. We wanted a picture with frog mom, yeah, okay? Yeah, on Twitter. And so we go. It takes a while, but we find her. Yeah. Okay. Hunting and found. You roll with the predator. He hunts and he finds. You done? No. Because you said you were gonna be done, and then you brought that. Predator, predator I, no, 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 no. When I said no. I was done, that didn't include predator. That's the whole thing I wanted you to be done with. All right, what? you oh, no, 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 no. I showed it to you like, ha ha, this is right. funny, and it's I'm... still funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, find frog. So mom. we find frog mom, and <laughs> one we are like, uh, she's with people. Then her son. Yeah. Her family. Uh, her family. She, her whole family is dressed up. Yeah, they're all cosplaying. And then her son, like, pulls off his Admiral Akbar <laughs> like, and is like, hungry? I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, man. He I'm... didn't sound like that. He sounded like a regular kid. Yeah, it was more like, I'm hungry. <laughs> he just, we were like, oh, we cannot ask this guy. Yeah, this, we cannot. We can't. We can't Frog Mom's son is hungry. cannot insert just, ourselves in yeah, this situation. Yeah, and this, that happened, like, four or five times. Oh, and sometimes yeah. it would be as simple as the person in the mask would turn 45 degrees in the other direction. And we just got, nope, you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. I mean, there's sometimes that we, for, uh, well, there, there was Grievous that was really good. According to the sh- celebration, had they had a trophy for best costume. I it was most elaborate. 
certainly wasn't biggest muscles because <laughs> exhibit A and ex- exhibit B. Can I um, exhibit A? No, exhibit There's A and no B are my a. muscles. Your exhibit, like, um, you know what? I'm. You're just gonna start doing the voice. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So I don't get to. Re- okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's just. It's not equal. It's not equal. So, oh um, like we tried to do Grievous, <laughs> and then somebody oh. that was like. A uh, professional photographer or something was like, "Come over here, come over here. Yeah. I'm gonna take your picture." Which and I'm like, "With the bad batch as well." It happened. Oh, it did happen with the bad batch, and it happened with um, the um, rebel pilots that looked like they were out of an episode of Star Fox. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they were all different. Like it was like a Rodian and uh, yeah, some other aliens in, in X-wing jumper suits. Yeah. Yeah, and they um, we checked out immediately. Yeah, they stopped for a kid in a wheelchair, which they should, and then we was like, oh, and, uh, yeah. and then we were like, nope, 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 nope. Um, these they probably thought we were gonna mug them, but <laughs> um, Josh, why don't you tell me what's uh, what was your favorite picture? From um from the weekend, from the whole wide weekend, um well as as uh, people on our Twitter account might know, we I did some guerrilla marketing today. I wrote wrote on a on a chalkboard that had a bunch of cool designs on it. But I don't you know we we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of really good ones. I really enjoy the ones of of you individually, me individually, and us together at that sort of. Um, you know, that glass window pane with green lines through it. The strategy board, the rebel kind of strategy board. You and I looking at that. I think that turned out uh, really nicely. And, you know, I took a picture of Bosk and Boba Fett. That was real good. I do also really like the picture of me with the Ahsoka troopers. Um, and I told them, I don't know what to do while I'm having a picture taken of me, so I'm just going to drink my coffee. So it's just a picture of me drinking coffee between the two of them. Yeah, we definitely we definitely got some good ones. What about you? Yeah, so I won't. There's a couple that you said that I also like a lot, mm-hmm. but the ones I'll add specifically, um, the Akbar one. I've already sent to multiple people. Um, there was a great Akbar that you and I took a picture with, and then I took a picture today with a Jar Jar, and. Um, I'm going to share that picture a lot of, it was just the two of us being like, Hey, it's me, Jar Jar. It's me, Pete. Um, that one was pretty good. And then my favorite deep cut is deep cut. Well, deep cuts of deep cuts because our listeners, um, right now, I assume don't read high Republic, but we got a picture with geode. Yeah. Um, which for those, um, listeners that aren't familiar, geode is a rock. And the rock, it, that's that's its whole thing. It's an alien rock that moves, but you never actually see it move. And some people just basically got like a big shield that they made a rock and um, they put it against the wall. And then I immediately took a selfie next to it. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be one of my favorites. Josh tried to feed uh, R2-D2 $5. That was pretty right. funny. Yeah, that was good. Like Leia putting the message mm-hmm. in, which I don't, I don't know. I tried to um, show my vertical to a Wookiee and yep. see how high how high I could get. I definitely got all the way, but unfortunately Josh wasn't able to get that picture. Um, and, I mean, I, I, Josh really n- knocked out of the park with um, a, b- a bunch of the different poses that he had. Totally, um, totally. And so other than taking pictures and stuff, we also, 
you know, uh, grabbed a drink and, and hung out. We got a nice little spot on the balcony and some rocking chairs. We, we had a lot of, like, sitting around chit-chatting. And while some of that was going on, before we get into the, the spoiler stuff for your panel, the as far as announcements of things go today, they went into this Tales of the Jedi series that they're doing. Uh, Disney Plus is going to be like an anthology series like Visions. It sounds like it's going to be shorter episodes, like 15 minutes. Um, and I knew that they were going to talk about that. I expected it to be like Forces of Destiny or something like that, but it's like full-on Clone Wars animation, and it looks like there's going to be like Ahsoka stuff in there, and there's going to be a story about Dooku before he turned, and they're bringing Liam Neeson back, and they're going to have his son voice um, a young Liam Neeson, or, well, a young Qui-Gon. It looks like a very cool show. They played the first episode, which I guess is about Ahsoka as a kid, and I got it say um as i've mentioned on the show previously one of the storytelling strategies techniques uh tropes that i i tend to shy away from or, or not be too fond of is having to meet a character as a child like every marvel hero we've seen as a kid at this point like some younger version of them and and so many characters we not every you know what i freaking mean and so many characters, you also have to meet their parents. I don't really care about what they were like as a kid. I mean, I'm fine with illusions too, but, you know, bringing in a kid and flashbacks. I just don't like flashbacks and meeting people's parents. I don't know, whatever, right? But I'm thinking about this, like, Ahsoka flashback, seeing Ahsoka as a kid, and meeting Ahsoka's parents. Obviously, I'm biased because Ahsoka's, like, I don't know, my favorite character in fiction or whatever. But I gotta say, this is a really unique opportunity, I think, telling a story about parents giving up their children to the Jedi Order. I mean, we get it from Anakin's perspective, but that's not, by all accounts, how that goes. You know, they live outside the Republic, whereas, you know, Togruta is, I believe at that point, in the Republic. And so we're going to get an idea of what what it's like with, like, I don't, not you know a regular or a well, more inside the Republic planet when a parent decides to give their child up to this organization, and we're also getting more context too because to transition not transition but mm. to have the bridge of the High Republic because the High Republic right. goes into Takuda society yeah. and um, kind of the sense of honor, and then we also see Takuda as one of the slave species in right. the Clone Wars, although Season that's. Four. Season 4, Ahsoka's at that point, 14, 16. So um, we do kind of get to see the perspective of giving a child up and um, how willingly is that. It's going to obviously be that because the show is directed at children, I believe, right? It's the whole direction of that TV. No, that was the other one. Uh, the other one, the okay. Young Jedi Adventures or whatever. Okay. That was like a pre-K one. Because this one, I read a little bit about Dave Filoni was... Because Dave Filoni, I guess, wrote these stories. It sounds like he wrote a story about Ahsoka traveling back and forth between the Mandalorian or something like that, and then was trying to find a spot for it. And I think he said Carrie Beck or somebody at Lucasfilm was like, I think I have an idea for this, and can you write a few more? So I don't know if he wrote all of them. I mean, there's only six, so he may have. But the interview I saw with him, he was like, oh yeah, I was watching some of these, and like, the one with Count Dooku is pretty dark. Um, and he says, you know, it seemed like he was surprised at how dark it wound up being or whatever. So I don't, I don't think it's like specifically young kids. I think it's more just broad, you know, Star Wars audience. Okay. 
Um, yeah, what are you, you, you got any uh, thoughts or, or anything on, on Tales of the Jedi? I honestly, other than what you've been telling me, I haven't looked it up too much. Yeah. Um, for the young Dooku, um, I did listen to the Dooku Jedi Lost um, audiobook, so it is kind of interesting to see where that is because Dooku, as a Padawan, meets his biological sister and brother and never stops talking to them. So that's mm. how it kind of explains how he has that connection and takes over how Sereno and stuff like that um, because he has that connection to the two siblings and it goes into more detail. Great audiobook if you have the chance to um, listen to it. So knowing what I know from that, um, there's certainly an interesting story to be told. Yeah. But um, other, other than that... Mandalorian experience, right? Mandalorian experience, um, which... It was, um, it met the definition for experience. Yeah, I, um, I mean, you know, mileage will vary, I think. No way would I have waited in the standby line, particularly having gone to it. For an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah, two yeah. hours. It said 100, yeah, yeah it said. I mean, um, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just was, you know, it was props from mandalorian like on dummies or on mannequins or whatever i mean there was certainly some cool stuff in there you know we got there's the bust of the rancor there were some cool costumes you know the Ra razor crest a small razor crest mm -hmm. they did have like the real life size naboo starfighter that was pretty cool um and, and cad bane costume and stuff like that i mean it I, wasn't bad i didn't but, think about that until just now of that's the Bantha that they filmed with? Because that I Bantha, guess. I guess, seems a lot smaller than it should. Mm. Um, but I'll have to kind of check that back. But, yeah, so the, ba the, ba uh, the Bantha was small. The Rancor was not. No, like, I mean, it was only, like, shoulders and up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, very big. Um, very, very big. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, you got a shirt. I got a shirt. Which leads to my big announcement for the day of my big accomplishment, which is I did not buy anything today. Yeah. Which is the most I can say for my behavior this whole week. So, any other announcements? Not. Well, we have an announcement, but I'll save that for the end of the pod. Well, actually, why don't you announce it now? No way. Because we don't want people to get spoiled. No way. Just fast forward to the end of the pod. Um, I'm sitting on gold here. I, okay, so we're going to talk, what, what do you want, season three or Ahsoka? Which one do you want first? Well, let's go in the order of the panel. They did the season three trailer first. Yeah, right? the season three trailer. So the season three... So this is, we're going into it. I already told Pete, tell me whatever, man. Let it all loose. So if you Spoiler are, alert! Yeah, you know, for, for the footage that they showed, we're going to go all into right. that. And if you want to see this, the only way you're going to see it is through grainy, terrible pictures... That have somebody's head and or shoulders in it. Pete's head and shoulders. Um, yeah. And There's you'll no probably way. just you'll just probably be looking at those chiseled things um, the whole time anyway. So you're pretty distracted. Well, so season three um, of the Mandalorian trailer, a t a smaller version came out Thursday, I believe, um, at the opening panel. Right. Shorter. Yeah. Um. But. I got to see... This was probably a minute 10, minute 20 trailer, maybe. 
Um, so the basic gist, and it's, you know, kind of what you would guess from Book of Boba, he's trying to become a Mandalorian again. So he's on a quest to become a Mandalorian again, um, and then they show different scenes. So he gets sent by the armorer and is like, the only way place you can go is Mandalore. Um, go to, not the Mythosaur, but go to the Pit. Yeah, like beneath Mandalorian. Beneath Mandalore. Watch the Book of Boba Fett again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he has to go there, and so they show some scenes. So they show him uh, meeting with bo and Bogaton being on a throne, presumably on her home planet, where House Kreese is. Or, um, no, bo- Bogaton House... Is uh, it House, House Kreese, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's at some throne. Well, I wonder if it's the planet that they go to in Rebels, the snow planet? It might be, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, so they have, you know, like a brief interaction, um, and then she... I, it looks like he's enlisting her help because he needs to get to Mandalore. Um, we get, you you get to see the Naboo Starfighter in a bunch of cool scenes. Um, there's some ships, which... Yeah, you said you were going to draw for me. I said I was going to draw. So, um, Josh, why don't you talk about literally anything while I get a pen to draw this? Yeah, well, I let's talk about my second segment where I eat the Doughboy's lunch. Uh, take the money out of their family's mouth. Thank God that I, I found the pen. Okay, so... <laughs> when we went to Del Taco today, it was fine. It's kind of like... A martini glass. No, it's kind of like um, a... It's shaped kind of like that. What's um, the front? What's the back? So the, it's, the front's kind of... Um, the it, it slopes down, and it... Um, looks something similar to, like, the um, speeders in, um, at the Battle of Hoth, but mm-hmm. it's more kind of um, opened up a little bit, so it kind of has some lines, like, right... What angle am I looking at from this? This is the front. Above? This is, So this is... this is Right th- right here, you're looking at it from, 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 the, from the rear, or it, this is this is what it would look this is what it would look like from the rear because it's a chase scene. So this is the behind of the. Ship. Th- this is the front of the ship. That's the front of the ship. But in profile or from above? Where's the camera in your drawing? The camera is um, below. So it is. So this is so, looking so, up at the ship. It looks like this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the Naboo starfighters going, and then there's like seven of these little guys in an asteroid field coming after because I immediately thought of the Mandalorian um, from Con- um, Con- Concord Dawn that was uh-huh. chasing it, but it's not like that. So I'm, I'm curious what Legends this is. It's certainly not a new creation for, for this. And it's going this way. Yeah, I mm-hmm. wish I could help you, Pete. I can't, yeah, I can't um, and I am the po-boy that has more of the eye for drawing, so if well, I if sure. I can't, um, nobody will be able to. So yeah. um, we get a very cool chase scene of um, the Naboo Starfighter and through an asteroid field. Um, at some point, there's an explosion of a space station that um, I'm sure people are going to be um, guessing what that Starlight is. Starlight Beacon? <laughs> the remnants of Starlight Beacon! Um, that thing's gone. Spoilers for that book. Oh, so, 
So there is a bunch of a bunch of action um, via that, and then uh, the last thing that's kind of shown is you get to see Mandalore with the dome um, completely destroyed. That would be really cool to um, see in live action. Yeah, and you see it like the way that it, it is shown is the camera is in clouds, and then they see it from below. Mm. Or I guess you're there above, and they see it the um city below mm-hmm. um which is super super cool i got hit in the feels and i was um sobbing a little bit at the little yawny um jinjimunji interactions mm-hmm. um because he's basically part of the family um and is on the ride whereas season one and two is you know it's all about little yawny getting little Yanni to where he is. Yeah, and now it's impending separation. Mm-hmm. And now it's moving forward with their story together, mm-hmm. a, a redemption for him on another level, because little Yanni is his redemption of, he's done a lot of bad things. He was in the Empire. Because um, remember the face facial recognition in the Bill Burr episode season two? That's how he's able to um get in there am i am i reading that wrong isn't isn't that why he was able to um access the information because we see him get saved by death watch during the clone war sure but he could have also at some point been in the empire no he's saying never took his i think you might be reading that wrong okay but no interesting um yeah so that's that is, um, that's the trailer. Um, Josh, any takes that come to mind or questions? Listening secondhand? I mean, I want to know what that ship is. I'm mm-hmm. curious now what that ship is. Um, no, I mean, we already discussed it. I think it, it'll be cool to go to Mandalore in live action because I can't speak for the domes specifically, but I know at least, like, the interior of the domes that you see in Clone Wars, where it's levels of glass that you can see through, was concept art for revenge of the sith that didn't end up getting used so for that potentially to come full circle back into live action more on the prospect of of things coming into live action later uh is is pretty neat you know the concept art geek in me is is excited for that and you know obviously excited for bo-katan to come back again and I guess, did they imply one or the other if Grief Karga is going to be back? Oh, that's, yeah, so Grief Karva has a prominent role in the trailer. Okay, um, so cool. they go to a planet that Grief Karga's at. Um, he's dressed in bright white clothing. Hmm. So it, it might be, he's a former governor in exile, I believe, in Navarre. Like, he wasn't the governor of Navarre um, in season one, season two. He's just the head of the guild. Right. Um, so either they turn Navarre around um, or he's on a much um, wealthier, brighter planet and he's looking for his help. Um, we see um, Carson Tiva, right. uh, who is Sorry in a who's in a different role as well. Um, so that's pretty cool, too. Um, so you, you kind of get to see the people that are in there. Now, I wish that you and I were better at podcasting and could... I think a lot of people wish that. ...could make a note of the season two trailer, how much of it 
was just the first episode? Mm-hmm. How much of it was the second episode? How much of it was the third episode? Um, because this footage seems like it's the whole se- series, like the whole thing, which it obviously isn't going to be. Um, well, but you have to think, like, I don't remember the trailer for season two, but I do remember the premiere for season two in, like, how much ground that covered. Or, you know, you take an episode like The Return of the Mandalorian from Book of Boba Fett, that single episode, the amount of ground that covers. You know, there are certain episodes that are more are vast, and, you know, you, multiple planets, multiple scenarios. So, I mean, it could still be from a very limited portion of, of the season. Yeah, definitely true. I'll be curious what footage from what you've seen shows up in the trailer that is finally released. Well, when you so you saw the Mandalorian teaser, mm-hmm. how much of it? So the teaser, to my memory, was pretty much the same. But at the Mandalorian panel of celebration, they also showed the first full like ten or fifteen minutes of the first episode, from him showing up at the bar on the ice planet to him meeting with Werner Herzog. And they showed all that straight through. Which, obviously, that was never released publicly until the episode came out. But I think the teaser they showed was more or less the same, I think. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so then, the biggest news mm-hmm. uh, for you and I, because we're huge Ahsoka fans, is they played a, a teaser of Ahsoka. And they were like, this is the teaser of teasers. And they were like, this is a small, small snippet. Which they only filming for three weeks, yeah. apparently. Oh, it was crazy how much they were able to, to cover um, to put this all together. Um, which, granted, it was just a lot of like people walking, um, similar to that Andor trailer, where it's literally like seven people walking down aisles mm-hmm. talking about it. But uh, we see the, the, the Soka trailer, um, a, a very, very small teaser is released. Um it shows different parts of the ghost, which is just insane to see the ghost in live action. It'd be really, really cool um, to see that. And I can't wait to see them show that prop because the ghost is one of the coolest ships out there. Yeah. And is definitely one that I would love to see if they recreated it um, for the show. Like if there is a outdoor version of it mm-hmm. or if everything is filming in the volume yeah and it's because it's always curious yeah that's a good point that's mm-hmm. a good point it is always interesting how much ad- adaptive license they take in bringing stuff into live action so yeah i'll, I'll be very curious what the ghost mm-hmm. will be looking like yeah and then the big like a lot of it was also just huge screams mm-hmm. so like Hera's live action and so we talked about, you saw, it's just like the back of her head. Or the whatever. back of her head, no yeah. No casting announcements. No casting announcements. Um, no Lasats. Um, Sabine, you just see her head. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce Natasha, Liu, Bordizo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends on the mural of them as a family, and it ends on Ezra specifically. Mm-hmm. To imply that literally it's the search for Ezra. Yeah. Um, show. And then... There's a point of they're at the table on the ghost. Um, there's nobody there, but there's a kid who's like trying to get a cup to come. Try, I say he because Harris has a son. That's what we're that, kind of assuming. That is Kanan's child. But, you know, it could also be the cup moving because of Ahsoka yeah. um, for, for all we know. But 
Um, absolutely bonkers, absolutely insane no, to, no. to see something like this. Would have never, I mean, you, you say like, oh, I wish this could be live action. I wish it would be live action. Yeah. Um, and I felt the same. I, I didn't do the same amount of screaming, um, from the, the game you had me watch last night. Oh, no, I did a lot more screaming with the first Ahsoka episode. You think? Oh, 100%. Because I was also by myself in my living room, and I just started screaming, no way, no way, (laughs) no way, no way. Basketball, more ebbs and flows. Um, So it's certainly uh, a much, much different experience. But, um, yeah, I mean, I when we get to whatever, if it's Tano Boys, I don't know, it's going to be something that is going to be great because it's also such a huge important thing for Dave. Um, so Dave was, you know, he was tearing up a little bit. Um, just thinking about it, talking about it. Yeah. Now let's two things on this live action stuff, live action Hera, huge for us, big fans. Um, this is one of those things, you know, I think that they have very successfully a, they very successfully, kept voiceover cast and brought them into live action. Mm-hmm. Katie Sackhoff, great in both. I think they've very successfully so far recast between voiceover and live action. Hera Syndulla is a character, we've talked about this on the show, and I say this all the time anytime we talk about voice actors, but Vanessa Marshall's performance as Hera is so good that... That, that is a character that it's, it would be... Obviously, I w- will go with it. I will not complain one or the other. But it, it would... I think that, more than any other character, even, and obviously now in hindsight we already know this, but even more than Ahsoka being cast as someone other than Ashley Eckstein, I think hearing someone other than Vanessa Marshall, who just did such a brilliant job in that performance as Hera... Will be will be something else. I'll obviously super excited for for whoever has the opportunity to bring that character in. Love that character. Just excited to see more of that character. Um, but I, I'll be I will be very curious whether they recast or if they let Vanessa. Marshall so do that. just based on the body type, because I think Hera is is younger than Vanessa Marshall. Not to date Vanessa Marshall at all. But I think we might be looking at somebody that isn't Vanessa Marshall as it, which is probably the assumption to make for most of these things. Like, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff is probably the outlier, Mm -hmm. and it's always going to be, in most instances, it's going to be an actor that's getting brought into it. Yeah. Um, Um, Now, speaking on that a little further, uh... After the next half hour or so, I will once again go back to having no relationship with our Twitter account and never looking at it ever again, but perusing it today to try and be part of Star Wars, I did see that there were, I say some pushback, it's literally just one person, I guess, I don't know, that's how Twitter works, is you just see one person says something and you assume the whole world is saying it, but I saw someone talking about, kind of, I guess, begrudging rebels being brought into live action and it seemed that their sentiment was sort of that like rebels and clone wars stuff has now like 
earned the right to be brought into like real Star Wars and be brought into live action at the expense of animation, which propped up what was Star Wars for a long time. You know, between 2005 and 2015, Star Wars was animation. Star Wars was Rebels. Star Wars was Clone Wars. And, I mean, Clone Wars is what made you and I particularly passionate about Star Wars in our, in our older life. Um, and there was, it, this, this person seemed to kind of feel like, oh, now they're, animation was like an underdog, and now they're like taking the best of what that underdog built and, and putting it, you know, feeding the machine of live action with it, or, or something along those lines. Um, what are your, you have any thoughts on that? Um, I couldn't agree more with that take. Um, hundred percent. That's a great take. Um, well, it's, in, it's interesting to think about because that shows such a disconnect of their two different mediums because mm-hmm. whatever gets announced tomorrow, bad batch, mm-hmm. whatever new shows, those things have already been completed. Like yeah. those people that were the voice actors, like when Resistance got announced, Christopher Sean and all of them had filmed a year before mm-hmm. to do all of those things. So, like when um, I would complain about filler episodes for um, Bad Batch or for Clone Wars or something like that, there there's no criticism to take because all of those things were so planned and put into place. It's just when a good story is out there, like Ahsoka. It's it's not a um, building this to be in the big leagues kind of thing. It's you get different ways of storytelling. You get different perspectives. And one thing that um, Dave and John were talking about in the Mando Plus is the actors breathe with live action. The actors breathe souls and life into the performances, specifically with the way those guys direct, because they provide a lot of. Um, latitude so they live in those experiences they feel those emotions and that's something that is separate from the animations where it's voice acting and then the job of the voice actor and the animation team to put that not that um one's better than the other um there are certain ones that i think is i'm i lean more strongly towards Mm -hmm. certain episodes um but it's it's uh it's interesting that they would say that. If we were having this discussion a year ago, before Bad Batch and after Resistance, which I think was handled strangely. I mean, Resistance is the reason this podcast exists, but it it kind of came and went, and uh, didn't seem to get maybe the fanfare from the Star Wars powers that be that I think you and I would, would feel Well, deserved. we didn't see any um, Kazudos. No. We didn't see... No. Um, but again, I mean, it's not on. It's not... You know, yeah. it, it hasn't remained present in the Star Wars consciousness, maybe. But, I mean, there's Bad Batch is on right now. Bad Batch is incredible. And the fact that there is currently a very high-quality Star Wars animated show happening... And the fact that the people that are making this transition to these characters from animation to live action, Dave Filoni specifically, had a hand in creating those characters to begin with, um, 
I, I, you know, I feel content with it. And again, you know, this is sort of like we talked about when we were discussing Kathleen Kennedy's comments on Solo and recasting and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I think the mark of a great character is that it can be readapted. And so I, you know, I find it interesting, the adaptation between live action and, and animation and vice versa. And well, longevity also just helps to deeper impact something because I would, I would say, I'd have to go deep into the logs to determine this, but the last arc of Clone Wars with Ahsoka Order sixty six mm-hmm. is some of the most impactful, best Star Wars period. Yeah, and down. that is you know I just talked about the whole advantage of live action and all of those things but that performance yeah. that um show it's like my breath was kind of like i didn't want to hear my own breath yeah because it was like i know what's happening i can feel all the terrible things that are happening mm-hmm. in that episode where you know rex is like i'm gonna have to start killing my brothers and she's like they are going to, something's going to happen to them, but it's not us. Um, so it, it, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just the, the quality of the story. And if you have the ability to put in a different medium, certainly do that. I mean, it is cool for people's imagination to, with the volume, the way it is to experience all those things and to, act in a world that we can actually see yeah and i i can understand this sort of discourse maybe coming from a place of you know like you and i are like you said the finale of clone wars is some of the best star wars that has ever been star wars and i can understand someone like us who has like a deep passion for those stories getting frustrated that you know, I think Clone Wars was kind of like low-key being incredible Star Wars for 10 years. And then, you know, The Mandalorian comes out, and it has one episode, and they show Baby Yoda, and all of a sudden it's a global phenomenon, is getting all this praise and success that, you know, I, I think The Clone Wars was successful, but it wasn't necessarily a global phenomenon or, or whatever. And so I can understand there being some frustration with that. But I also do think that seeing these characters in live I, I i have to think after mandalorian season two and ahsoka de- debuting i think some people probably who hadn't previously watched clone wars or rebels were inspired to do so and i think that will only continue more and more of these characters are brought in to live action and, and more people are exposed to them but i don't know it was a uh, it was interesting my discourse i can't wait to go back to not being on twitter um, my last comment on the panel that I wasn't at uh, was, am I spoiled? Wanted more announcements, I guess. I really thought they would do like a Boba Fett season two or maybe allude a little more to where all these series are headed or maybe address some sort of reconfiguration of Rangers of the Old or Rangers of the be, New Republic that we never end up getting well, up on. I think Skeletons is, is that spot. Right, crew. because it's also yeah, you know true. accolade is still going. Yeah, and no announcements there. Yeah, but also I mean I don't want to downgrade the celebration. Oh no, absolutely but not. This was not a celebration of announcements. No, because like the celebrations that we went to were like the first one for episode seven, 
in Orlando, like episode seven. seven no, was yeah. seven was out. The last Jedi trailer debuted. The last there. Jedi trailer debuted, and then Rebels was huge. So there was those two big ticket things, mm-hmm. and then Chicago was insane, mm-hmm. um, because you just had. Where they revealed the name of the movie there, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, along with the trailer. Yeah. So there's just, I mean, they are still figuring out the movie schedule, and. Um, yeah, I really am shocked that we didn't get any movie announcement. I don't. I'm. I'm not really all that shocked because we keep hearing all these rumors of like, um, the Game of Thrones guys were there and then they backed out. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson was given a trilogy and we haven't heard from that. And Taika Waititi was given yeah. something we haven't she heard anything about that. Kathleen Kennedy made a comment that like, oh, we're hoping to get Taika Waititi's movie out by late twenty twenty three. But then I just, yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. It does really speak. It has knowing that. Dave Filoni and John Favreau are kind of overseeing all these shows that are happening kind of in the same time period. I have started over the last 24 hours or so overthinking about it to, to think of it like prequels. Like you got the original trilogy and then you got prequels and you get the sequel trilogy. Now we are in a prequel era of to those sequels and rather than movies, it's taken just a different shape. Mm-hmm. Of, of live action TV, and somehow that's changed my perspective on it. I don't know. Um, and like I said, maybe I'm just being spoiled. And uh, you know, not to denigrate what I'm sure was an awesome panel and awesome trailers that I'm jealous you got to see. I just, I re- I thought that we would get something announced. I don't even know what I want. It's like it's not like I want another Star Wars show. I'm content with, like, yeah, there's enough Star Wars shows. Especially since we're a Star Wars podcast that's yeah. uh, filtered around shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be doing this, so the less Star Wars shows there are, the happier I am. I'm privileged to do this, and right. it's I'm for called, you. I'm called to do it. It's, it's my duty, but if I could do anything else, I it's would. It's my charism, And but, I bleed Poe Boys. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, there's nothing I'm adding to that, but I, I, th- I honestly think that... Um, I look at it as Disney is Marvel, it's Star Wars. They have to, you know, put things in a certain time slot. Yeah. Um, so they are kind of looking at their next steps for that. Yeah. Um, not that um, I would share this criticism, but, you know, people talk about 7, 8, 9 being rushed mm-hmm. and not being a wider vision for that. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're taking that to heart. I would yeah. say I would say the announcements we're probably gonna get are when busy people that are doing stuff all the time, like Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. start not being around. That's when it's like, oh, he's working on the Star Wars project. Yeah, could would, be. Would be my would be my guess for that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, did we miss anybody that's been attached to a movie? Ryan Johnson, Taika. Um, the Game of Thrones guys Patty, were on it, but then not, dropped. Yeah, Patty Jenkins is still. Well, that's on like an indefinite hiatus or something. Yeah, but not called off. Just you mm-hmm. know, indeterminate. Yeah, and the Ryan Johnson thing she said was on the back burner. She didn't say that that was canceled either. But she was like, "Oh, he's busy with Knives Out." Um, it is interesting. All these filmmakers attached Star Wars movies. Clearly, it it doesn't seem like a huge priority for them. Maybe or well, that's not fair. What do I know? They're also very busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be curious. Now, uh, 
Do you have anything else before we talk about exiting the building? No. So we, we triumphantly left and, and call back to our day one. Um, had them clip off our vaccination wristbands, lest they... Not because we're anti-vax. <laughs> right. Because um, we're leaving and I didn't want to be constricted again and have to stab it off with a pen. Which, uh, Josh did that and yep. nail clippers. Yep. Uh, used nail clippers and that to break it off. It got too tight on me, and there's no way to loosen it. I was fiddling with it, and it kept getting tighter. There's no way to loosen it. And we left. Yep. Um, Pete, when you get home, what is the first, like, non-Star Wars thing you're going to do to decompress from all this Star Wars? Or are you going to be like, I'm watching all the Bad Batch, baby? I am probably going to, uh... Sleep a bunch. Yeah, that'll be great. I can't and then I just have to catch up with cultural touch points. So yeah. I will be watching Stranger Things season two, season, season four. four. I don't even watch it. I know that. Come on, man. Uh, I'll probably skip. Well, I I'm gonna breeze through it because I I skip all the scary parts. Oh my god. Um. So, kind of like I watched. Um, I famously watched Glee and I skipped all the singing parts. Smart. Um, and I finished. Finished like seven seasons yeah, of Glee and like I'm sure they're very like and five singers. six. Well, they're very talented actors and they're hilarious. Um, but I would say um, the first Star Wars that I will consume, um, other than Obi Wan, because I have yeah, to rewatch Obi Wan. Because um, I actually rewatched the first scene mm -hmm. um, to be like, do I recognize some of those people? And um, but anyway, I'll rewatch Obi Wan. I'm probably going to check in with the um, Ahsoka ep arc and the Ahsoka episodes mm -hmm. after watching it. And then probably we'll watch the last season of Rebels nice. would, be, would be my guess. So kind of some some things around the, not the Man Mandalor Mandalorian season three. Um, not that I'm all mandoed out, but the Ahsoka stuff, even though I'm yawning, it's something that I'm much, much more excited about. Um, what no about you? What, you? what about you? Uh, well, I have that Monday off. I think we both maybe do for Memorial Day. So I think I will be sitting down and watching The Batman again, which seems like as good a way to recuperate from being on the road for a week as any. And then as far as Star Wars things go, this was my long-winded segue to the finale of this episode. Uh, I'll be rewatching Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then I will, of course, be recording the theme to our Obi-Wan Kenobi podcast, which I, I guess we'll be releasing Wednesday. I need to rewatch these episodes before we talk about it for the pod. Uh, so I think this comes out, this will be Sunday morning this is out, and then I'm thinking, Wednesday, should we gun for, for our first episode? Yeah, so let's... What do you want to do, Tuesday night? or Tuesday night? So Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Are you... So Wednesday. When does this come out? Thursday, Wednesday? No, everything comes out. It comes out, out every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I um, think Wednesday's the latest. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday should 100% be when we do this. Great. Uh, so that will be... We'll cover episodes one and two. So there's only going to be five episodes. Um, episodes one and two... In the new shingle of the Poe Boys Republic. Drum roll, please. Drum, drum, roll, roll, drum, drum, roll, roll. Following drum, in the drum, roll, roll. Of Poe Boys, of Pedro Boys, of Tano Boys, of 
Echo Boys. Bobo Boys, Mudhorn Ringers. At long last. I Repo Boys. I Repo Timber. Oh boy, two Kano Boys. We'll be Say that debuting. Again? Oh boy, two Kano Boys. Oh, like well, you're doing the first episode, so I yeah. I look forward to seeing how you spell that. Oh boy, two Kano Boys. Oh boy, two Kano Boys. Episode one coming at you next week. And that oh. is uh, no no that you said that you told me this I've never heard that in no, my I life. That. You did not. Hundred percent, I did. Okay. Um, and let me just check in here with our Twitter poll that I posted earlier this episode. Um, this tweet here I just put question mark and it's uh, Peditor in the Josh Pit. Or Josh Pitt and the Peditor. I'm going to delete this tweet. No votes, 0% on both of them. So, jury's still out, gang. Oh, it's a null jury, and the jury's gone. Yep. Um, yep. So, will you see us at Celebration um, 2023? That's a question for you, Disney. Yeah. Uh, are you moving this stuff to London? Uh, because until Brexit gets fixed, I'm not interested. Yes. Okay. So with that, um, thank you all for listening to yeah, this, this point. Is better than Josh Pitt signing off, and I'm not the one recording, so I don't know why I'm trying to sneak stuff.